0: And Welcome to our podcast, Within the Mist, a hidden place where we walk into the dark and clouded unknown. I am your EVP monitoring host, Gary, here to entertain and inform you about the likes of cryptids, ghosts, and ghost hunting. I am joined by my spirit box of a co-host and wife, Goldie Ann. But today, we have the privilege of being joined by members of Feeling Paranormal, a husband and wife team of paranormal investigators. Their use of the scientific methods and high-tech equipment bring them to many of the most haunted locations of Central Florida and beyond. Tiffany operates a repurposed book arts Etsy shop when she isn't off into the middle of the night attempting to contact haunting spirits. Ryan has been involved with the paranormal since childhood when he realized he could see and understand what others could not. He now works as a design consultant for a remodeling company when he's not on an investigations in the middle of the night. So I think it's time to open the attic doors within the mist and welcome Feeling Paranormal to the show.
1: Hey, guys. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thanks
0: for having us. Yes. No, it's great. I'm glad that you guys could make it. Um, I have so many questions to ask you, but I did have one that I wanted to especially ask for you, Tiffany. Okay. Now, due to your expertise with ghosts, what is a ghost's favorite makeup to wear?
2: Oh, oh man! I don't, I don't, I don't know. I noticed one you of your say? jokes.
0: I, I get it. That it Ryan sounds say? like Ryan is the expert here. Go ahead, Ryan. You said
2: concealer. I said concealer. Uh, concealer
0: different- was good, but I was looking for mascara. Oh, uh,
1: dang it. That's a
0: good <laughs> one. I like it. Well, thank you. Thank no you very much. Yes. Yes.
2: They love dad jokes. Yes.
0: <laughs> As do I. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on to the show. Uh, we've gotten to hang out with you on some of your investigations before, but uh, no. there were so many more questions I wanted to ask you. Like, in the beginning, how did you guys get interested in the field of paranormal investigations? Well, uh, for me, it's
1: uh, kind of like what I said in the beginning. Um, very, very early on in life, um, I kind of had a realization that I could I could see or understand things that um, not everybody else would see. So I don't see ghosts in the in the particular way of. Um, it, it directly in the room, I kind of get it more in a almost like a photograph in my head uh, is, is how it appears to me more often than not. And uh, I guess I'll say uh, where some parents will say, you know, that's your imaginary friend or no, you don't really see those kinds of things. My mom was great in the fact that she actually kind of uh, instilled it within me and and would kind of push it a little bit more and, and say, okay, well, you know, what else do you feel? What else do you see? And it runs in her lineage as well so that's so it's always been there um for me i I, the paranormal and getting into ghost hunting and and doing these investigations i always kind of joke around uh for for me it's actually just kind of trying to prove myself that i'm not crazy so by using these uh different you know your your k2s and and all the different equipment that we do it just helps me kind of put a a scientific edge to a sense that I have. So, um, that, that was the big part for me.
0: So you started having these kind of uh, experiences as a young child, you never considered it frightening at that time.
1: <laughs> I, I, I guess maybe I'll say for me, I was lucky enough. It happened early enough that it just kind of was a thing. You know, um, I think if it would have hit me when I was a teenager, it might have struck me completely different. By then, I would have seen enough movies that I would have uh, <laughs> I, might, I might have looked at it a little differently. But um, and then I also I do remember going to my mom and saying, hey, I, I've seen this little boy in our house. And she'd say, well, I have, too. What did you know? What did you see? What you know, what did you experience? And so that uh, that that kind of takes the edge away, I guess I'll say.
0: Wow,
2: that's awesome.
0: And for you, Tiffany, how did you get started?
2: Well, I'm totally on the other side of the spectrum <laughs> of that 100%. I would see stuff in the traditional sense. Like I would see apparitions um, frequently, actually, when I was little. I can remember uh, being on the bus when I was in kindergarten, and we would always go past this one house every afternoon on the way home from school and almost every day in one of the top windows there would be a little girl up in the window with like a nightgown on and a bonnet and she would be holding a candle and i would see her almost every day and i was so afraid to see her because i was like okay i don't think anybody else sees her i don't know what's going on and then one day i realized there was another girl that was staring at the same spot and she goes to me (gasps) you see her too, don't you? And then we would look for her every day. But um, it scared me to death because my parents never talked about it. Not at all. Come to find out now that I'm adult, my dad has a ridiculously large amount of ghost stories. And I literally did not know any of them until this past year. Um, And I was basically terrified of ghosts and and everything um until about four years ago and then I decided um because I have anxiety and it kind of helps me with that um that it didn't have to be as scary as I was making it and why was I making it so scary why don't I look at it more as um a way to learn things and to conquer my own anxiety, and I just kind of went head on into it and just kept going. And it is not scary anymore, except if you try to spend the night at a jail, and then it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> Did well, that then, it didn't make? So me. then
0: you guys came together and created Feeling Paranormal. Is that correct? Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. And how
0: long has that been running?
2: Um, it has been a official incorporated business for, um, about a year and a half, but we were doing it before that, but we've technically got our, um, like a business license in the state of Florida and, um, our insurance about a year and a half ago, but we were doing it for about another two years before that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep.
0: So what was your first official investigation then? <clears throat> it
1: was the opera house. Would have
0: been the opera house, yep.
1: yeah.
2: Um it's opera. now called the Heard Opera House, but it was the um Arcadia Opera House.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and how did that are, come about? Um, well, we I was actually looking online um for other people that were um, doing like group investigations and stuff like that. So we could kind of go with a bunch of people. And I came across a group that was hosting a, a group investigation there. And it was like 20 bucks a person. And I was like, hey, let's go to this. Yeah. And now I love the opera house yeah. and we're really good friends with the owner, Danny, and his wife. And right now it's in construction uh, from the hurricane, but we are planning. Some big things there that I can't uh-huh. quite say what's going to be going on yet, but it's <laughs> going to be exciting.
0: Yeah, wow, that's great. So,
2: yes, nice. And you guys are obviously invited to come to that Yay. when I announce it as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it may be, so we'll be more than either. one thing. So yeah. we're working on it with them.
0: Yeah. I'm yes. glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you choose your locations?
1: Um. Well, I, she was very, I'll, I'll give you all the credit to this completely because she's been very <laughs> diligent, not only researching, I'd say spots within the, within about a three hour radius of where we are. And then just simply reaching out. Um, <clears throat> sometimes you get a yes, sometimes you get a no, sometimes it's, you know, no answer whatsoever. And then as we've kind of had an opportunity to work with a few of like Sarasota County and Manatee County, and, mm-hmm. and um, that's opened up a few more, uh, a few more ends for us as well. But in the beginning, it's I mean it's kind of like anything else. It's almost just knocking on doors and hoping they just say yes. Yeah. Um. And I don't know how many emails you sent out, but it had to be hundreds. Oh, lot. It before, was a lot you know, of emails. And and finally got a few people to just say yeah, sure. Let's you know let, let's do it. Sounds great. And We've built some pretty amazing relationships with uh, with some of the places around here, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's great.
2: And and now we're starting to <clears throat> get some calls and emails back from places that we've been, and they'll be like, oh, well, can you look at this other building mm-hmm. that we have as well? Um, and a lot of it, uh, it would be like places um, that I've been to since I've lived here, because I've been here since I was about four that I would be like, well, you know, I used to go to, just like we went to the Tatum house. Uh, I was like, I would go there on field trips with the kids. And I'm like, hmm, something feels a little oh, bit wow. funky here. And like we did the um, the Edson Keith mansion and the farmhouse recently. And that's another place where um, when I was about 12 or 13 years old, I went to a wedding there and there was a little boy there that I kept seeing repeatedly throughout the night. And, um, I kept asking and asking, who's the little boy, who's the little boy. And they would go, honey, the only other kid here than you is the flower girl. (laughs) Nice. Yep. And we got to investigate there. And Mm -hmm. it uh, certainly does seem like there may be a little boy that is there.
1: So that's, yeah, we, uh, we had a great experience there, and oh uh, yeah, at the end of the investigation when the the curator was back in uh, I, I I was asking a few questions. I was like, so you know because I, I, I want to go into an area completely blind i
2: I, I want to research
1: the, the heck out of it and the, know it.
2: everybody's everything.
1: <laughs> the less I can know, the better off I feel about it, so that way I can go in and any any feelings or anything that i I get aren't persuaded I guess by pictures or whatnot so but we got to the end and I said um, the, the 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 younger boy that lived here used to love to play hide-and-seek and I'm guessing played hide-and-seek with one of the maids that was here and spent a lot of time up in the attic and um, I, I said so I described him as blonde hair kind of long a little bit curly blue eyes and you know wore this <laughs> kind of cl- and she and she like she just continued to get a little more a little more pale and her, her jaw just a little further down and she's like yes that would be exactly right so awesome. you yeah know, but and I
2: hadn't told him yeah any so, of that but, I keep it to myself I have my notebook where yeah. I have all my names and all my stuff written down
1: yeah. but yeah you're the planner and I, I am I, and I'm just the I'm just the kind of go at it and call you know <laughs> and and see see how it see how it goes but
0: well, I'm glad you brought up the farmhouse because I wanted to ask you, um, what is the difference between uh, locations of buildings versus farmhouses versus cemeteries? Do you find uh, the hauntings different from these t- different types of structures?
2: That's a very interesting question.
0: I, I, I would say
1: with a, with a cemetery, you're going to get a lot of different... I guess I'll say a lot of different entities, uh, a mix of feelings and, and probably a little more of what I want to say, like a residual, um, uh, more so than you would at, uh, at certain locations where if it was a, a factory or a home or a farmhouse where, um, you know, people spent a lot of their time, a lot of their time there, where, um, I really kind of feel like that's that's the main difference is you're gonna get a little more intelligent uh responses when it was someone's home for a for a very long period of time, not to say that you won't in a in a cemetery by any means <laughs> um and it also yeah. depends um, <laughs> Sorry. a lot Go on the on the on the on the person themselves you know that their uh if if their want and drive and desire is to really kind of build their their craft in order to be able to get a hold of you and Um, and get your attention then I don't think it matters where you are um, Mm -hmm. because that's their drive and desire they have something they want to tell you and they're going to and who knows I mean some of the cemeteries around here these people these people have been there for a hundred years you know so they've had a hundred years to kind of sit back and think and develop their way of hey there's someone here and I, I think they're looking for me so yeah hey, I'm right here and I'm going to come across, you know, through one of your devices or try and touch you or whatever it may be to get your attention. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, if you get someone like someone like that, then I don't think it matters where you are, but uh, you're more, you're more likely, I think, to get a, a response that's directed to the location when it's not a cemetery um, cemetery, you have so many different people and not only that, but you have other people who have visited there and, you know, it's a, it's a hotbed of energy and emotion uh, yeah. all the way through and through. So, sure. but at a, at a house or a, a, a business or whatever, chances are it's, it's that same, you know, we'll say Mr. Jones worked there for 35 years. You know, he's, he's got some time and, and energy invested in that place. Same thing with a, with a home, I had, a, I had a great experience up in Illinois when I was living up there and wanting to, um, I wanted to buy a home and uh, uh, we, were, we were looking in a historic district and I walked, into, uh, I walked into this house and immediately got this just overwhelming pressure and uh, I took about two steps in and I looked at the realtor and I said, we're not buying this house, uh, we can go ahead and go on to the next one. And she said, well, what what is it? And I said, well, the husband passed probably about, I'm going to say, 10 to 12 years ago. Uh, he is here. He is in the basement. This is his home. It has always been his home. His wife still lives here. Um, he wants no one to buy this home. And I am surely not going to be the person that does. And so you can come across those things where it is just overwhelmingly, uh obvious uh i won't say you know sometimes sometimes the tv shows do a great job of exaggerating and sometimes i don't think they do at all so <laughs> but in that case he was he was absolutely going to make it very aware that was his home that was his family's home you aren't family please move on
0: so there's a perception that it's where a person dies that becomes the haunted location you don't find that that to be always true correct
1: uh, absolutely not no uh, no.
0: Yeah.
1: Um.
2: I think you know. Um. A haunting can be caused by numerous things. It doesn't have to be a tragedy or a death or anything like that at all. Um. It can be anywhere where there's any type of an intense emotion. Um,
1: connection.
2: Or a connection. Yeah. Um. And like um theaters is a place where you find a lot of hauntings because you know the actors are putting everything they have into the character that they're being and people are laughing. People are crying people, you know, or if it's like a concert hall and, you know, everybody's jumping up and down and excited and they're just pouring their energy into that place. Um, you know, or I mean, just places that would have a lot of energy going on or um, a lot of military places um, sure. will, have some type of a haunting as well because there's just Tragic. so much feeling and emotion attached to the area or maybe even their their items that they had with them. So, yeah. okay. but certainly, you know, deaths can obviously yeah. cause it as well because, you know, it could be an intention motion if uh, somebody passed away suddenly or whatever, but yeah. there's a lot of things that can cause it.
1: And again, these are, you know, for the, it, it's pretty much our hypothesis on a lot of this, you know, unfortunately, by the time we'll actually know the right answer, then we're on the other side of the EVP.
2: Yeah. yeah and so we've, got, <laughs> we,
1: we've got to try and uh, maybe give a better, give a better answer back. But, uh, you know, that, that's the other part that I really, I really truly enjoy about the paranormal and uh, actually getting out and doing, doing these a hunt is, is you do get this information back and it is a little bit open for interpretation. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's kind of, that's kind of neat, uh, to me is just seeing that and, and getting, a getting other people really to, uh, to a chance to experience that as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. So yeah, you were talking about giving other people uh, the opportunity to experience that when you're trying to set up these haunts, and you're you're asking the locations, do you find resistance? Or do you find a lot of openness? You know, do people, are people willing to admit that their place is haunted? Or do you think they want to try and hush it up?
1: Well, yes, and yes,
2: yes. and yes. <laughs> um, We have come across a lot of places that said, basically, we have stuff here, but we're not going to acknowledge it. And we don't really want to put it out there. Like I literally had an email response one time that said, out of respect for those who may still be here, we would like to not explore this option, because we wouldn't want to upset any of them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, okay, so you've Pretty much just said yes mm-hmm. it's here <laughs> but we're not going to do that yeah. and then there's some other places where what uh like the tatum house and dixie was just like yeah there is something special about this place i you know she would say you know i just know it she's a scientist so she wants you know hard evidence that you can see mm-hmm. uh and you know, she said to us, yeah, absolutely. We want you here. Also, it depends on what time of year you ask them because people who don't really want to talk much about it. If you start asking them in the beginning of September, if you can come in in October, they're going to be like, heck yeah, let's do it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've noticed that a lot of bed and breakfast or hotel type places, they're the ones that, have the experiences, but a lot of times they don't want to admit to it because right. they don't want to scare away customers. So, sure, absolutely,
2: yep. yeah, yep. Yeah, but, <laughs>
1: I mean, there's still definitely a, uh, a taboo about it, you know, where uh, certain people obviously are going to be very excited to hear, oh my gosh, um, you know, the, there's a haunted bed and breakfast that we could go to. That'd be great. Other people are going to be like, yeah, Absolutely, I wanted to go yeah. there. Absolutely not. I, no. you know, I want nothing to do with that. And of course, as a business owner, you know, they, I, you have to respect that. So, you know, but uh, yeah, there. but definitely we, and you yeah. had a,
2: um, there is actually one um, I, I won't name it. Um, but the previous owners very much advertised it as a haunted bed and breakfast and the new owner um, now wants nothing to do with it, does not believe in paranormal at all, And but said, you know, um, if you wanted to come in, yeah, yeah, I guess you could do that if you wanted to, you know, rent out some of the rooms. Yeah. And if you wanted to come down into my area, I guess you could too. I don't think you'll find anything. But, I mean, it has this long, it has a long list of history to it. Yeah.
0: I know when we are going out and we're going to stay at a bed and breakfast, that's kind of like Goldie Ann's first question. Is it haunted? <laughs> Is, she specifically looks for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you know what? Uh Maybe I'll, I'll drop you a message later and tell you which one it is. Cause I really <laughs> want to get some people together to go to that
1: one. But they that's were very I, apprehensive in the beginning. They you were know, When we first reached out to them, uh, it, it was pretty much a flat, no, not, mm-hmm. not going to happen. And then about a month and a half later, they reached back out and, and that's when they said, well, we might entertain you yeah. know, if you were, if you we're going to rent out uh, a few of the rooms, I suppose we could let someone, so I kind of want to know on the back end, you know, yeah. anytime you get a, an immediate 180 like that, okay, something happened, happened. And now he's, yeah. now he's like, okay, I, I want to know my, for myself. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, man.
0: All right. Now, Tiffany, you mentioned earlier that you do all the research beforehand. Um, how do you go about researching? I mean, do you go to libraries? Is this an internet type thing? I figure it'd be kind of hard to uh, investigate hauntings.
2: It, it is, but um, I actually asked that very question to Miss Amy Bruni from Kindred Spirits when I had the chance to meet her earlier this year um, about how she does her investigating.
1: Um, she said hire a team of people and then they just do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: No, she does a lot sure. of her own investigating. Um, the easiest way to do it, and I have had great results with this, is if you go to um, like the county property appraiser and you get the names of the people who have owned it, then you take the specific names and you start doing internet searches about the specific people, not just the house, not just the area. And then you start pulling up more and more information using their specific names and the family names and going back and just researching each name. Then you start finding so much stuff. It's, it's actually, it's unreal. And I, I hadn't thought about it in that way because I was researching from the point of like, oh, okay, well, what's the history, you know, of this building. And that's not necessarily going to give you the family history, you know? So that, that makes a big difference. Um, But you got to go pretty far back. Yes. And Imagine. imagine Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a couple websites. Um, I think it's floridamemory.com that has a lot of historical documentation and um, photos and just kind of records and whatnot. And you can find some really good stuff on there too.
0: Okay. So then you have all of this in your, you know, little magic notebook I and too. then uh, Ryan goes in there, you know, cold Mm-hmm. And then what do you do? You guys compare notes afterwards to see what matches?
2: Well, I'll usually walk in and after he's been there for about 10 minutes, I'll be like, so what are you feeling? Yeah. What are you feeling? Okay. What what do you think is going on here? Or where do you feel? Something? Or she's still talking mm-hmm.
1: to the curator and I've walked and I've wandered off.
2: Yep. Um,
1: <laughs> a lot of times. Uh, yeah. And and that probably doesn't always look great, but um, <laughs> I'll get to a location and we'll start talking and and then I've got a, I'll get pulled in a certain direction and I just need to go uh, figure out what exactly it is. That's, that's trying to grab my attention or, you know, and take a little bit of time with that. And then usually by, by the end of the night, I, we've, we've had a chance to kind of compare, okay, this is, you know, this is the notes of who was here and this mm-hmm. is kind of what I'm feeling and, and what I believe we, what we've uncovered. And a lot of times it does match up. Sometimes it's um, sometimes it's a little different. Um, you know, Arcadia Opera House oh, is, always, yeah. is always the interesting one for me because there's one room that the minute we go in, um, I'm immediately pulled back into this back left room. Um, I'll take my, uh, I'll take our, the our portal in there and my name gets pulled up several times. Oh, and
2: constantly through the spirit it, box. Ryan, Ryan, yeah. Ryan, yeah. where's Ryan? Don't yeah. go, yeah. Ryan. Yeah. I'm like, oh and my so, gosh.
1: And so it, it, and I, I'd say I've probably gotten about three or four different people, um, in that room, but, uh, yeah, so I, I, I can't always say that it's always going to match up because, uh, yeah, spirits roam is, is one thing. So you may be at a house that is, uh, is, is well known, um, you know, like where, where we just were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, not only from that standpoint, but there were a lot of artifacts in that house that weren't particularly, uh, from that home. And then, uh, there was a lot of history in that area. So it's not real uncommon to, uh, to have maybe something that happened just a little ways away from you all of a sudden appear at that home. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're a, you're an antenna or a beacon of light. And the other thing is, and As you got a chance to see, we do we do bring a few different uh, devices with us that Just all, a few. that are all powered up and ready to go. And of course, <laughs> if you're a if you're a spirit trying to grab in, energy to to talk to someone, well, we got to be really lit up in the middle of the night compared to you know compared to a lot of the spots around there. So um, you you're gonna you're gonna possibly bring in some things from outside that area as well. Mm-hmm. So.
2: You
0: well, mean, I'm glad like, you brought up about your equipment because yeah. yeah, we did get a firsthand experience at the uh, boxes upon boxes of yes. equipment that yes. you bring yes. in your investigation at,
2: at the May Stringer House. Yeah. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what kind of equipment do you feel works the best on these type of paranormal investigations?
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: let you run and yes. then I'll go. Yes.
2: My most favorite thing in the world, as you know is the Estes method, or the the spirit box experiment, uh, some people call it. Um, And that is literally just a spirit box. Um, and you plug your headphones into it, like some real good noise-canceling headphones, and close your eyes, or, or you know, wear a blindfold, sleeping yeah, mask, whatever. Yep, sensory deprivation. And then somebody else asks questions, and then you sometimes will hear things coming through the spirit box and um, you uh, uh, that's listening to the spirit box, you don't hear or see anything that's going on outside. Um, And so I think that that's one of the coolest experiments and it is so weird to go back later and listen to the evidence uh, or watch the video of it And be like, oh my gosh, you know that didn't make sense. Because as you're saying it, you're like, there's no way this makes sense. But just like when we were at the Tatum house, and you guys were there, and we're asking questions, I'm listening to that back, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Um, So yeah, so um, headphones, spirit box, and uh, blindfold. That's my favorite. And then okay,
0: Um, just real quick for those who aren't familiar. Um, Can you give a brief description of what a spirit box is and how it works?
2: Okay, so a spirit box is basically like, it sounds like a broken radio. It's a tiny little um, box, and you will turn it on, and you can turn it on to AM or FM, and then you can basically scan through stations, and you can adjust it to go really fast, Um, forwards or backwards. And um, basically what you're listening for is things that don't sound like music (laughs) or a radio ad. Um, And I think with doing the Estes method with the headphones and um, not being able to see, I think that adds more validity to it because you cannot see what's going on and you can't hear what's going on. So anything that you're saying, you're just hearing that and you're saying it out. Um, so it's not, it's not as easy to maybe misconstrue what's coming through because maybe you're, you're looking for that answer to come through. You know, if you're saying, you know, oh, who is here and you hear something and you just you're automatically looking for a name. So if you hear something that sounds like part of a name, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, that was a name. You know, mm-hmm. um, so that would be like um, that would be audio paradolia, which is basically where um, your brain is trying to make sense of something that it didn't really understand And it's filling in the gaps to make it something that's familiar to you. Like um, regular pareidolia would be like if you're looking up at the clouds and you see a cloud and you're like, oh my gosh, that cloud looks just like a T-Rex. Well, you know, that's your interpretation of it. That's what you're seeing. Or like um, when you're looking at a slab of wood and you're like, oh wow, that looks like a a smiling face right there. It looks like two eyes and a mouth. Well, you know, it's not, but that's what your brain is perceiving it as because that's what you know, that's what's familiar to you. So using the headphones and everything, I think that takes a lot of that away. Um, And so it, it makes it a little bit more interesting. Um, well, it's
0: also a lot <laughs> more interesting when you come out of it.
1: Yes. Oh, you're a hundred percent
0: on your own. And then when it's time to bring you back. Yeah. You, you have some very intense That's, reactions. Okay. That's for everybody else in the room. That yeah. moment right there. Yeah. You know,
1: the, when
2: I jump and scream.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: I just scream bloody murder every, at the top of my lungs. It is every time.
1: Everybody does <laughs> It's just what happens. Uh,
2: your reaction is a little bit more tame. I'm just full on screaming and
1: jumping yeah, okay. no, but you know stuff,
0: but. Right. Now, well, what other uh, equipment do you think you know best suits uh, your investigations uh,
1: a lot of it really kind of comes down to the area you're in too that's mm-hmm. why we have so many different pieces of equipment obviously any type of a motion sensor is always a good is always good you know something that you can fix set and uh, you know so if it goes off and there was no one there well then something broke that you know, something broke that light stream or something. And so those are always good. EMF, uh, which you know, you're, or your K2 where um, like when we were out at Tatum house, uh, uh, K2 is measuring for electro, uh, you know, uh, electric frequencies, and there's not an ounce of electrical wiring in that house. So if that's showing up, then
2: Something's th- that, that's an
1: anomaly for sure, you know, because <laughs> There's no, you can't be like, oh, well, they've got old wiring when they have no wiring. Um, right. So uh, things like that are, are, are great. The REM pods are, are good. We've kind of tried to phase into REM pods that don't make a really loud, shrill noise because you don't know when these people were alive. And so something that lights up or something that um, has a very shrill noise may sound like a an alarm or something that is absolutely scary to them and then they're done they're out mm-hmm. you know so which is also kind of a reason like when we were the, when you were there with us we always announce okay these are what these devices are they're not here to hurt you uh you can see us we can't see you this how this helps us know that you're that you're here with us
0: okay and, uh, so ryan Yes. Uh, can you please uh, describe for our audience who may not know uh, what a REM pod is? Sure. A REM
1: pod is kind of another. Uh, it creates its own, like a little electromagnetic field around it. And so what happens is it's almost like, a, uh, like, like, kind of like an electric fence. So if you get within that area, it lights up and will let you know something's there. The closer it gets to that antenna that's in the middle the brighter the lights get and it will kind of emit a a sound a beep whatever it may be and so the whole idea is that you can use that for like a, a yes or no or hey if someone's here there's this you know there's this device on the on the floor it has a little light if you get near it a couple more lights will light up and then that's a great way to determine um, an intelligent haunting as well because if they are responding then now, you know, kind of what you're dealing with. Um, and again, at Tatum house, when we were all there and it was in the cookhouse. Um, obviously we had a, uh, a REM pod go off multiple, multiple, multiple times. And the idea behind that just got to be where it, it was more residual. We started paying attention to the fact that it was um, so often and it didn't matter what we said and then it also seemed to be time-related. So that would have been when all that was happening would have been very close to what would have been a, a dinner time or a prep time. So it made sense that um, that what we're dealing with is a residual, someone that came in there and, and did their cooking and whatnot at that same time on a very regular basis. So um, there's a lot of different devices out there. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, you kind of, once you start posting things about paranormal and using different equipment, you can quickly determine what's accepted and what's not. Uh, SLS cameras are a great one, um, where it's the camera that uses the Xbox uh, monitor and shows the little stick figure people. Um, You can have some great results with that, but you can also have a lot of false positives. And there's a lot of stuff out there where people are like, oh my God, look at this. Well, if you happen to use it by a window, a ladder or if you're by a sliding glass door and, and it picks up that middle frame,
0: um, you can have you a ton a of
1: stuff positive. really give you a false positive. Uh-huh. We have a, a video that we've talked about doing and uh, we haven't done it yet. And it was basically just going to use an SLS camera and go around and make kind of light of that um, uh-huh. and just say, oh, it's the slider ghost and the ladder, you know, because literally <laughs> there are a lot of people that unfortunately don't do their due diligence or, or research some of the devices. And they, have I mean, they're, they're dead sure they've got something. And then um, they post it on YouTube or they post it on something else and they literally get bashed, um, yeah. you know, which is, is we'll call it a learning experience, That's but also like it's learning. just um, it's not something you want to do. Cause you're like, Oh my God, I got this great experience. And, uh, and then, You find out you didn't. Uh, Mm -hmm. We did one. It was at a cemetery and I didn't quite pick it up, but it was a uh, there was a tombstone that was just out of field of vision through the infrared. So I couldn't see it on the screen, but it was there. And so I was getting this um, kind of a small figure that looked like maybe a child. And I I was, I was super excited. And then I, and then later on we got, I took a couple steps forward and it showed up and then I stepped back and then someone was like, uh, no, that's a tombstone. Yeah. There was no one there.
2: But why it was registering it as a person is because it has the rounded top, Mm -hmm. which looks like shoulders. so it's trying to find things that have a human like shape to it correct so that's why it will pick up on something like that or um like he was saying the sliding glass door like you have the straight piece in the middle and you know it's seeing that as possibly a body because you were straight in the
1: middle that's how you are there. There's a lot of really, uh, there's a lot of tools out there. Um, and, and a lot of them have, uh, you know, cat balls, the, the, you know, the mm. little light up, it's, I love it's, the cat it's, balls. it's just such a, such a simple device, but it's basically just picking up the most minute vibration. Um, we have another device EDI, um, it'll, it'll measure barometric pressure and humidity changes, temperature changes, vibration. Um, so it's really kind of, I, I think as this game evolves a little bit, not game, but uh, they're trying to find more scientific tools Mm -hmm. that no one can, uh, it makes it, it makes it harder to just say, you're not out there with, uh, you know, dowsing rods or something like that. And, oh, they crossed. Okay, well, your hands moved in, you know, and so it, more, not necessarily a dog and pony show, but where you actually can get very scientific with it. And that's, that's really what I've, uh, that's where I dive in heavy is trying to find those kinds of pieces of equipment and, um, really trying to see how we can retrofit that into, to to what we do and, and give us a, a truer answer, I guess. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's great that you're able to do that. So by combining your you know personal feelings or abilities adding in with the scientific equipment what has been your most shocking discovery or location
2: oh oh
1: gosh there's
0: our house really <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean that was that was a good one um oh yeah we definitely knew you know um <laughs> we knew that the the house that we live in it was the husband built it for her. It, yeah, it's, for it's her his wife. Life. Right. Yep. And and she did die there. And yeah. she is definitely still there. Yep. Um, her name is Jin. Yep. And so we've gotten a lot well, of uh Virginia.
2: But.
1: Yeah, we actually I I mean the the portal, which is basically just taking a, a spirit box or a SB7 like what we mm-hmm. use for the essays method and it um takes all of the static out. So all you hear is words. Uh, most of that has always been tested at, at our house. And so the garage is a great place to test it. And, uh, inevitably we'll get responses there. Um, Mm -hmm. one of my best SLS was, (laughs) was there. Um, but yeah, so again, it just kind of confirmed a few things that we already already felt were there. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that was, uh, that, that wasn't, that was an interesting one. Um, and yeah, a lot of our equipment, actually, when we first get it, it gets tested right there at our own home. So, yeah, we, it does. So, but again, um, part of it's residual with a little bit of intelligence, but, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, so.
2: But I will say, <coughs> when we do test the equipment, we make sure always to say when we're done with it, okay, mm. if you were already here, you may stay. If you are somebody or something that is passing through or has just chosen to come in, we're done now. And, and you have to go, this is not where you stay. You know, yeah. we're, we're very, very adamant about that. Um, but also very adamant about, um, talking to them like they're people. Um, like when we go into places and, and you were there, you know, uh, where we all, um, introduce ourselves, we all say, who we are and then we say you know why we're there and that we would like to interact with somebody and you know it is always it's it's their choice whether they want to so I'm really big on being very respectful um I try to get names and and I'll literally say could you please tell me your name because I want to make sure I'm properly addressing who I'm speaking with Mm -hmm. you know so that's that's always really important to me
1: yeah
0: well, has any of the investigations taken a darker turn or a more frightening turn? <laughs>
1: um, when we did the Gilcrest jail, uh, we had decided that, um, and by we, I, I may I mainly mean me, uh, that we were going to stay the night there, mm-hmm. and so uh, I'll I'll. say for the for the most part during the investigation it was pretty flat we didn't have and by flat i mean we just didn't have a lot of responses um we weren't picking up much on motion cameras we weren't really getting much of a response through the portal or the sp7s not much on monitor um until we reviewed
2: the evidence there were
1: evps there were some (laughs) but but the main thing that was uh that got really Fun for that night was uh, when we finally decided to go. All right, it's time. We're going to lay down. We're going to, we're going to go to sleep. Um, We kicked the lights off. We had the air mattresses up or, you know, everybody's Mark was there with us as well. And we had laid down and, and we're all kind of trying to get ready. And that whole place lit up.
2: It did so, not go well for um, me. <laughs> what we did is we
1: had one room; it was kind of the officers' room, so we stayed there. And I was like, "All right, to make you feel a little better, I'm going to set a motion detector here and a music box here." And Bad so idea. If, so if anything potentially is coming towards us, we'll we'll get an we'll get an alert. Mm-hmm. And then we also mm-hmm. had a. Um, it, it's kind of funny we it, um, we we downloaded a. Um, it, it's basically a sleep talking app. Um which sounds so hilarious, but it works well in this because it will pick up EVPs that you don't really hear. Um, so we had that going and uh, it took, I'd say about a half hour for us to really kind of try and relax and go to sleep. And I did
2: not relax at all.
1: It <laughs> the whole room just lit up and, and it was less than an hour and you'd had enough. I and- yeah,
2: the motion sensors were literally going off every couple minutes yeah
1: it it, it, it and i was like no this is not okay this is not okay (laughs) it took a turn for the worst
2: i literally about an hour i was like i can't i can't do this anymore and i literally went out and i stayed in the car (laughs) the rest of the night
0: oh i did
1: which was actually about another hour and a half and yeah then, and then and then we called quits on everything because it didn't stop just when she left
2: yeah so, no and um, and I was like uh-uh no 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 yeah. and I was like guys this is not okay you know I I have like I'm like okay you know we're here to talk to you yes interact with us but while I'm trying to sleep no that yeah. is <laughs> that is that is not the time that is also the deal that I have at my house I tell them. You know, you can be here, that's fine. There is one rule: you don't bother me while I'm sleeping.
1: yeah, and uh, <laughs> that's just
2: that's it that's that is my rule. Do not bother me while I'm sleeping.
1: We had a essays method at the um Arcadia Opera House where oh. I got somebody a little a little more mischievous or a little darker and yeah you were asking questions and towards I got pulled out of it in a in a very similar way where you, you mm-hmm. jump because obviously you don't know anybody's there and all of a sudden something touches you but uh they were definitely getting a little um Interesting. Dark. There was, yeah. It was, uh, I'm, it was getting dark. I'm behind you. I'm here to get you. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Situation. Yeah. And I was so, asking
2: the questions and, um,
1: so, and you said, Nope, that's enough. Yeah. We're, we're done with this mm-hmm. conversation, broke mm-hmm. it and, and, you know, touched my shoulder to let me know. Yeah. And, Cause and it we ended it. Yeah. But, it
2: literally said, um, you know, I was asking questions and, um, he said, I'm right behind you. And I said, okay, well, what are you doing? And it said, I'm taking you. And I said, nope, that's it. We're done. This session is over. We are no longer talking. It is not okay for you to say that. It is not okay for you to take me. You are not welcome to touch me. You are not welcome to follow me. You know, you gotta, you gotta stand your ground sometimes.
1: But I would say, you know, Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, your interaction with anything is not uh, is not menacing. You know, one of the things that I guess perturbs me the most is you see all these ghost shows and everything's a demon.
2: Everything's a demon. It's not a demon. It's not. I mean, you
1: know that that's just no. not That's not how it works. Not everything's a poltergeist. Not every time you go on one of these is a coffee cup going to fly at your head. You know, a lot of the times it's just a it's just. Well, I mean, you got a chance to see it. You know, it's it's just simple responses, things that you kind of. Uh, um just you can't quite explain, but it's really mm-hmm. cool that you just got a chance to witness it yeah and um, you know, at the end of it you you're probably gonna come away with a half a dozen things that you sit back and you go, I can't believe I just saw that mm-hmm. you know but it, it, at no point in time really is the experience menacing or are you know are they out to get you um,
2: Yeah, so. not not in our experience um, like a, I said, there's a, been a couple of
1: times but you you, you know, you kind of protect yourself a little bit on
0: that. Yep. And just like
1: you said, you, you stop Shut the interaction. Down. Yeah.
0: Yep. So. Yep. Okay. So in your opinion, and both yes. of you, why do you think that ghosts exist? Why are they still on this plane of reality?
2: Oh, here we go.
0: Can <laughs> I open up a can of worms?
2: No. Well, no, 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 no. Yes, no. I'm no, no. um, Well... I have a really interesting take on this actually. Okay. okay. So if somebody asked me once, they said, well, you're a Christian. How can you say that there's all these ghosts and there's these spirits and there's all this stuff going on? And I said, well, you know, that is a really interesting question. But first of all, I'd like to ask you, you know, um, angels are kind of something you don't see, but a lot of people have guardian angel stories. That's okay, you know. Um, you know, they they will refer to God as the Holy Ghost. I'm like, oh, you literally just said ghost. <laughs> um, and then I mean. I had someone say, "Well, you know, that would be terrible if uh, you know that somebody was just left here and they're stuck here on on Earth." You know, it's it says you know God's not going to leave people. And I said, "Well, what about this? Yeah, it might say that, but what if you get the chance to say, actually, I want to stay here for whatever reason it may be. You know, if you want to stay here to." check in on your family or you want to watch over your house because you have so much joy um, and even pride in something that you made and put your whole life into. And who's to say that God doesn't say, yeah, you can do that. Or maybe there could be something like, Hey, let's make a deal of, okay. You're allowed to go down and check on everybody." you know, twice a month. Who knows? Because stuff isn't always active. It's yeah. not. Yeah. You know, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's a rhyme and reason to it. Sometimes there's not. So that's that's one of my ideas. Um go. <laughs> that's <laughs> my spiel. Yeah.
1: I would say she covered a lot of it for me as well. I think I think a lot of it really comes down to um people either a aren't necessarily ready to give up what they had going on here. Uh, I, you know, I think there's also a, a tragedy aspect. Um, someone who dies in a, in a car wreck that was completely un, unsuspected. They, they may not even really understand, you know, mm-hmm. that, that they die. They're still there and they're just confused. Um, and then I do believe that there are people who, um, have a have a tie to an area, and mm-hmm. and that was the you know the, possibly the most important thing to them. And uh, other people are tied to family, um, whatever it may be. So uh, again, I kind of fall back on my comment much earlier. I, I don't think we'll ever really know the answer, but when we mm-hmm. do, we're on the other side of the EVP, and hopefully right. maybe maybe one of us will remember well enough and, and and give a better answer. Hey, this is why we do it, you know, but until then, you know, I guess that's, yeah. that's kind of the cool mystery of it all is it's a tough one to solve just because, you know, once you do have the answer, you're already there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it it does, it does make it very, very interesting from that standpoint. So, but yeah, I, I, that's, really that's, that's kind of always been it for me.
0: I like those answers. Yeah. Well, speaking of mysteries, I'm sure you've, yeah. You know, if you've heard of very many, you've probably investigated a lot. Do you have a dream location of some place you want to investigate? If you could pick any place in the world, where would you like to investigate? Go ahead. I think Tiffany wants this one. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I go mean, ahead. the one for me, I, and
1: it's, I don't know, it's somewhat paranormal, but it, it's also cryptid, is um, I've always been unbelievably intrigued by Mothman and when yes. i i there there's more to it that you know it, it, that one falls on both for me so without a doubt i would love to go there be able to do some you know an investigation there at the bridge and 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 see what come what comes up so that's just i don't know that that's the story that always sticks out in my head so yeah
0: yeah i've seen a lot of people who do uh ghost hunts and things like that or paranormal investigations out into the tnt area so i can yeah Mm -hmm. i could definitely see your attraction to that yeah yeah
2: winchester mansion Ah. yes Yes. (laughs) for those
0: who may not know bad Yeah, for those so who may badly. not know, the Winchester Mystery House was uh, yes. built by the widow of the Winchester yes. rifle mm-hmm. fortune. Yep, and part of it was that she felt that she had to evade a curse of all the people who were killed by the Winchester rifle by continuously and nonstop building on the house. Yes, to appease them. So, Tiffany, yes. why do you find an interest in this?
2: Oh my gosh, I think there is just so much intrigue and mystery there and even if you didn't get anything just being able to go there and exploring it and seeing if you can find anything it's just it I I don't know it's just an amazing draw for me Mm -hmm. and that that is literally my number one absolutely a hundred percent
0: yeah we did did an episode on the Winchester Mystery House and one Mm -hmm. of the stories that I liked about it is that during this time Houdini was going around and disproving a lot of hoaxes and so forth? Yeah, and yeah. the story was is that he went, he, you know, toured the seance room mm-hmm. and he never said anything about it afterwards. He refused to make any statements about it. So there was one location that he didn't even try and debunk. So I can see why you would that like is that.
2: That's great. That is yeah. great. I I and I also I just love. The old uh, spiritualism movement stories with the Fox sisters and the table tipping and the seances. Yeah. I won't do a seance. I won't mm-hmm. do it. There's a yeah. couple things that I won't do. Um, <laughs> and that's one of them. But I absolutely just love the history and the stories behind it um, and listening to podcasts and books and anything I can find on it. So I guess there's
1: one. Well- i would mention and it's just because my family and i we used to take trips out there all the time and uh now that i sit back and actually think about it i would love to go there is the uh the castle on jekyll island in in jekyll island georgia
0: so uh,
1: we used to live on uh uh, amelia island out on fernandina beach Mm -hmm. and we would take frequent trips over and stay out on uh um and and stay out there so out on jekyll and I I have a lot of memories of seeing things kind of off over in that area uh, when I was I was young. I would have been in kindergarten, first grade. So um, it'd be interesting to be able to go back there and maybe kind of snoop around the yards with the <laughs> with yeah. some with some equipment and do that. But yeah, like, I, don't if, I don't even know if there's there? a whole lot a whole lot that even has uh, ha- has to do with that. I don't know if it's really even been.
2: I have no idea investigated
1: that much, but, uh, I just remember just kind of sitting back going through everything in my, in my head. I do. I do remember a lot of interesting events back out there.
0: Okay. Well, um, you do all of your investigations, then you do all of your research afterwards, putting things together. Where can people, uh, find your investigations or find the results from your, uh,
2: Um, we do have a Facebook page, um, which is feeling paranormal, uh, P H E L A N for those of you, uh, who need the spelling of it. And then we do also have a YouTube channel under the same name. Um, and I personally go over all the evidence every once in a while. Goldie actually helps me with listening to some of it. it. (laughs) Um, And I edit them into videos. Um, I have a lot of them that I'm working on right now. We have a lot going on with hurricane repairs still. Mm. Um, So there there will be um, an influx of them, but it's probably going to be around mid-January. But we do have about 40 videos up on there right now that everybody can go take a look at um a lot of them are short sweet and to the point that's how i like to do them yeah. that's just here it is watch it it's really cool and it's done they're you know somewhere yeah. between like two and five minutes yeah. usually you know, uh, do
1: the big build-up videos yeah. or anything like that there,
2: so. there's a couple <laughs> yeah, there's cool. a couple that are a little bit longer but
0: Well, I will be sure to post links to both the Facebook page and the YouTube channel on our show notes. So those of you who want to actually see some of these experiences, I recommend you check it out.
2: And subscribe. Definitely. And And in some of the videos, you can see Gary too, and you'll be hearing Goldie Ann in one of the Estes Method videos that I'm putting together from our Tatum House investigation right now.
0: (laughs) great
2: yeah what about the the gary leave what's What's that the gary leave oh yes uh through the necrophonic at the tatum house um and you (laughs) listen to it too uh i swear it says and it says a lot of things but it says gary and then a couple minutes later it goes gary leave
0: (laughs) i'm not welcomed anywhere
2: (laughs) Oh all right. Uh,
0: well this has been great.
2: Name, I'll be lucky enough to have my name come through a spirit box or something. Yeah. They never say my name.
0: Yeah. Well, this has been great. Uh yeah. is there any final words that you would like to have our audience know?
1: No, I think we've covered a yeah. lot of things. I greatly appreciate your time. Thank you for having us on here.
2: Absolutely.
0: Oh no, yeah. this was great. And uh we look forward to having you back because I'm pretty sure. I mean, looking through my notes, any of these locations probably would have warranted a whole episode in and of itself. So.
2: Oh yeah. Oh oh, man. We could tell you stories of the opera house for sure. Well,
0: then we will definitely have to set that up.
2: Awesome. Sounds wonderful. Yep.
0: Well, being sure to remind the ghosts that it's time for them to go home and (laughs) that is do not wake us up in the middle of the night. I think it's time for us to make our exit from within the mist. We would like to thank Tiffany and Ryan of Feeling Paranormal for being our guests today. We hope you enjoyed this episode and our interview, and we'll check out their YouTube channels and Facebook page. But until then, listen closely for the voices in the shadows and remain constantly curious. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you.